Uh, I mean, I have gone on and done another. I did Edinburgh Marathon as well. We did that together. Edinburgh. Yeah, she made me do another one. Diz Runs Radio, episode 1098, starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey, y'all. Real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, today's episode is brought to you in part by the folks over at Head Sweats. I've been a Head Sweats fan for uh, a while now because I've been a a hat fan for most of my life. I mean, like all of my life. Pretty pretty sure I've been wearing hats since, I don't know, four, five, six years old. So going on 35, going on a few years of being a hat guy. And uh, the last few years, the only hats I've I've gotten have been from Head Sweats. Uh, kind of graduated away from uh, you know some of the, the more sports based hats that I used to wear. Though I still got a couple of Tigers hats. Still got a Michigan hat, Florida State hat because uh, you know try to keep uh, harmony in the household. But most of my hats that I wear these days are running related, and most most of the most are from Head Sweats. Different different styles, different colors, different different themes to go with different outfits because apparently. I worry about things like that, but uh, recently we placed a little order, you know, a little, little household order. Rebecca got some warmer weather hat options because apparently she thinks it's going to be cold in Georgia. Take the girl out of Florida, but can't take the Florida out of the girl. But anyway, if you live somewhere where it actually is proper cold, maybe you're thinking about getting a, a couple of, of beanies, a couple of winter running type of hats for this year. Maybe you're of the mindset like me where just a baseball hat, a, a trucker cap, you know, that's good enough. That's that's all we need most of the time. Maybe you're a visor person. I don't understand visor people. But one way or the other, if you're looking for a hat, a headband, uh something for your something for your head, and various other body parts, because they've got some shirts and things like that as well. Head sweats has probably got you covered. And uh, if you're looking to step up your hat game, maybe get something seasonal, maybe get a gift for somebody, for the hat lover in your life. You can do so and also support the show simultaneously. Dizruns.com slash head sweats is the link. Of course, we got a link in the show notes. We got a link in the uh, the the you know description, the, the information about today's episode available on your your device, wherever you're listening to this. Um, don't have a, a discount code anymore. Sorry about that. Hopefully we'll get another one soon. But they uh, shut down the ambassador program and with it shut down my uh, ambassador disco discount code. So right now, all we got is the uh, the affiliate link. Of course, pay attention for various deals. I'm sure there'll be some Black Friday deals, things like that coming up. So take advantage of those. But if you use the link as well, disruns.com slash headsweats, once again, it supports uh, it supports the show. Throws, throws a couple shekels in the coffer. No additional cost to you. And you still get the legit good hats, right? So, you know, everybody wins, I think. You get some good hats. Or maybe you give the gift of a good hat. Support, support an American company, small business, support uh, my little situation as well. Uh, so appreciate it. Dizruns.com slash head sweats. Now, without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey, y'all. My uh, guests today are the uh, husband and wife duo, or are, are, are a husband and wife duo, that have really managed to kind of weave running into the fabric of their lives. Um, both 
personally and a little bit professionally as well, which is which is exciting. So uh, between the races that they've run, some some hurdles they've overcome, and, and especially some a little bit uh, serious type of hurdles more recently, um, and also launching their own podcast. There's no doubt that we will have no shortage of things to talk about today. So let's get the party started and welcome Craig and Michelle Lewis to the show today. Thanks for joining us today. Y'all really appreciate it. Thank you, Denny, for having us and the audience. Yes. Thanks, Denny. Yes. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. And uh, y'all, if you enjoyed today's conversation, we kind of want to check them out uh, on social medias, on the on the interwebs, things like that. Um, kind of more, I would say, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, I'd say probably more Michelle's website than Craig's, but uh, oh, he's in there a little bit as well. Uh, stepforwardwithlewis.com, all one big word, all everything spelled like you think it would be. Um, and that's that's kind of home base for a lot of the, the, the professional work that Michelle has going on, stepforwardwithlewis.com. Uh, and you can find Michelle on the social medias on Instagram. Her handle there is at stepforwardwithlewis. So that one's an easy one to remember. Twitter, she, you know, throws a little wrench at the thing. And it's at SFWL, which is Step Forward with Lewis, but then it's underscore fitness on the Twitter. Craig keeps it simple, both places, same handle on Instagram and on Twitter as well, at Craig underscore Lewis 77. And uh, they also have a, a, a podcast, like I mentioned, which we'll certainly talk about. And uh, y'all know you always need more podcasts to listen to in your life. At least that's that's how my, my life works. So give their give their podcast a, a listen. Um, spoiler alert, I might be making an appearance on the podcast relatively soon as well. Uh, but the title of their show is Running Tales, and you can find it wherever podcasts are distributed. Hit that subscribe button and give their show a listen. If you're confused, head spinning, like what is going on? So many things to remember. But as always, disruns.com slash 1098. Disruns.com slash 1098. We'll get you back to the show notes for today. Links, podcast titles, social media handles, all the things will be linked up there as per usual. So, whew, exhale. Now that we got all that out of the way, uh, Craig and Michelle, let's, let's get this thing started. And the way we always start off each episode of the show uh, is with a pretty simple question. And I'll, I'll ask it, and, and hopefully both of you can, can answer um, as it relates to, to your story. And then we'll take it from there. But that's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? So yeah, I, I, well, I'll kick off with that. I mean, probably a half marathon, mainly because I'm too lazy to consistently do marathons, if I'm perfectly honest. But the half, it's just a nice distance, isn't it? It's, it's far enough to think that you're really pushing yourself, um, but you can also, maybe a bit, bit of a roundabout way of saying this, but you can also push yourself throughout it and really go for a time on the half. So I quite like the half with that. It gives you a bit of both worlds. Yep. For me, pre-COVID, and I'm hoping it gets back to that distance again, and trainer four, it's got to be the marathon. And I've done 17 marathons, and in April I'll be doing the London Marathon for the first time. And the reason why I like that distance, um, it's mentally challenging for me, and I love the feeling when I've crossed the line. The, um, I always have the same thought, yes, I am mentally strong, I can do anything, but also each time I burn at least 3,368 calories, so that big bar of dairy milk is well-deserved and there's no guilt. <laughs> yes, indeed, yes, indeed. So got into got into to London for this year, that's exciting. I know I saw um, some... some uh, Sad posts on social media in the last week or two as we're recording this was when the, uh, the, the announcements came out. Some of, my, some of my other UK friends and some of my American friends as well that had put themselves in for the lottery, a little bit disappointed. But you made the cut. That's exciting. I did. Um, just to jump a bit, I'll go on here. Um, it was after 10 years of trying last year and not getting in, hence 
The reason why I've done 17 marathons, 10 of them is because each time I didn't get in, I would go abroad. So I've done Barcelona, Paris, um, I've done Seattle, that was my last one abroad. Um, Edinburgh, I've done Cyprus, I've done quite a bit. Um, every time I didn't get to London, it'd be like, okay, London, you don't want me, I'll try another country. And they have me quite open arms. Yes, Michelle, come and run our 26.2 miles plus. And I'll get to the plus later on. Because uh, we all know a marathon is always more than 26.2 miles if you don't follow that line, that exact line all the way around the route. Um, so, yeah, this year, uh, last year, my friends all, and family said, Michelle, apply for a charity place. We'll all support you. And the support was absolutely amazing. With the charity places, there's a set fee each charity sets. Uh, mine was 2200 I raised within three months £2,800 for World Cancer Research Fund. So that's all cancers globally. So I'm really proud of that. Due to injury um, with tendonitis in my ankles, I couldn't do October, so my place has been deferred to April. So I'm doing everything I can so I can run in April. Yeah, and just to dive in, Danny, I, I, I didn't make the cut <laughs> this year. I got the no, unfortunately. Um, but to be honest with you, I mean, I, I think it's a really interesting thing when those, uh, when those no's come through. Obviously, it's really disappointing for, for, for people, but there are other ways of doing it. There are other charity places. Uh, there are other marathons all, all around the world, all around this country, which are, which are fantastic to do. Um, the, the only thing where I have a, have a problem with people is, you know, there was there was one guy I saw on Twitter having a having a real complaint about people posting their nose because he was just like, oh well, just go for good for time, just get your get your three hours ten, like that's absolutely no problem because he'd done it. And I just sort of think, you, you know, I know some of the people you've spoken to as well, but some of the people we've spoken to, best people in the world with uh, some of the challenges they have, that they're never going to make that time, and it's an incredibly arrogant attitude to suspect that everybody can just run a bit faster and do a bit better but for, for a lot of us you know getting around that 5k is is the biggest thing in the world let alone uh, a marathon and let alone trying to do it just over three hours but yeah you know i i never get too upset and no, but that's where we are. I've heard that a few times over here about the Boston Marathon and some people just, just, you know, just train a little harder. And it's like, well, I mean, you know, if you're running whatever, whatever your, your, your qualifying time is, if you're a couple minutes off, well, then maybe train a little harder or, or you know, hold on and get, get a few years older to where, at least for Boston, you know, you get up an age group and then maybe that gives you, a, you get a little more buffer time and you get a chance to do it. But, yeah, if you're going to try to knock off two hours, hour plus, even, even 30, 45 minutes, like – that's not just train a little harder. Like that's, that's just the, the nature of the beast. And so, so yeah, I love that there's other options, whether it's lotteries, whether it's, it's charities, um, or, you know, to, to both of y'all's point, you know, you don't get in, it's a bummer, but Hey, there's other races out there. And, and, um, sometimes it's nice to go travel and run other places. Yeah. And I, that's what, one of the reasons why I love running is because I combine the traveling as well as the running. So, you know, I'm working on my health, but I'm also working on my mindset that I love running marathons in cities because that's the best way to, to see places is you run in places that you, you'd never imagine if you went as a standard holiday. You know, so believe me, if um, with the Seattle one, I only picked Seattle because that's the only American one I've done so far. 
some of those hills, I would never have even walked them, let alone run them. I will tell you, that is the, one of the hilliest marathons I've done in my life. But boy, when I crossed that line, I was one of the happiest marathon runners on the, in the world on that day. Yeah, I've, I've uh, only been to Seattle once. Actually, it was this summer. We, we took a cruise and we, we you know, left, out of, left and came in out of Seattle. And, um, you know, I've, I've lived in America my whole life, and I, I like to think I, I understand our geography a little bit. But, I mean, it's a big country, and, and you don't know everything. And I would have never classed Seattle as a super hilly city. Um, just never never would have thought about it. Uh, but, yeah, I was, I was a little bit surprised. Just, I mean, thankfully, we were just driving to get from the airport to the, to the cruise uh, terminal. But, uh, yeah, I, I could imagine being a little bit shocked getting, getting to Seattle and running and being like, oh, there's, there's some elevation here that maybe I wasn't quite as prepared for as I could have been. For anyone that's done Seattle, if I mention mile 10 and the fact that that is the biggest beast, and I've done some hilly marathons since, like Peachy Head, which is the hardest map, half, well, the hardest marathon in the UK, um, and it's got the sisters, uh, it's really hilly, but mile 10 of Seattle, I have not seen a beast like it, and when you get to turn the corner and come to the bottom of that hill, and everyone, even the pacers on bikes, get off and walk this hill, you know then that you're in trouble, and it's about a mile, mile and a half long. That's, that doesn't sound a whole lot of fun, although it sounds like a good challenge, and, and certainly um, one of those, like you said, you get to the finish line and you feel a good sense of, of accomplishment and, and pride in, in the work that you put in. Um, so maybe, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to necessarily put that on my list because of the hill, but maybe it could be a fun race to run in, st- in spite of the hill. But uh, anyway, Michelle, you know, you've obviously been running for a while, uh, 17 marathons under your belt, getting ready, you know, in, in April, like you said, for London to be number 18. Um, how'd, you, how'd you get started in the sport? Has it always been something that you've done or is it something that kind of came, like where, where'd you kind of get into running for the first time? School, I'll be honest, at school, um, I was naturally attracted to the 1500 meters. So, um, long distance from an early age seems to be my, you know, attraction. And um, from a little girl, um, I used to um, go and watch my dad and support my dad running marathons. Um, he was a big role model for me um, in my younger years in the sport. Um, but even then, I never thought of running a marathon. And um, obviously, you leave school, you go to work, fitness is out the window, you'd rather go discoing, and you know, let's all be honest, you know, we, we go the other way. And then, um, yeah, I'm for the listeners, um, I'm 47 at the moment, 48 in January. I started actually taking running seriously when I was 38. Um, So I am classed as a late runner, so to speak. Um, So in all those years in school, no, I'll do Zumba, I'll do Aquafit, um, you know, I'll do anything else. But running never entered my head, I'll be totally honest. Um, I did do a race in 2011, so before I was 38, a 10K. I thought, oh, I'll give that a try. And Craig was the inspiration then because that's when he started running and he did the Milton Keynes very first marathon, which is just down the road in my hometown. And uh, I thought, I'll give this a try. And then I did it in one hour 17. I didn't take the training seriously. I just thought I could fuck up, do 10K, and that was it. But I liked the feeling, but I thought never again. And so I had a few years break. 
Um, and it weren't that long, was it? It's about 18 months, two years. And then um, going a bit serious about our story now, um, like I said, 38 is when I took it seriously because that was when we realised that we weren't going to have our own family. We've been trying for eight years. Um, we went down the IVF route. It didn't work with me, didn't agree with my body. Um, I, as a result, um, I had a bad reaction and ended up having my actual womb removed. So one minute not having kids and then actually having the thing in your body that, you know, is a huge factor taken out of your body. Um, I was in a bit of a, uh, a dark place, I would say. Uh, didn't know where I was going to go. I thought, you know, I'd be this wife with a family, blah, blah. Um, we started rescuing cats, <laughs> much to my husband's annoyance. So ended up doing a blog, My Free Moggies, and uh, met some great people all around the world via that, becoming a cat mum. And, um, and I mentioned the blog because from that blog, um, I met some American people uh, who I actually met in 2010, didn't we? We went and visit quite a few of them around America on my 40th birthday. And there was a guy in Spain called Leo. And we actually went to visit him for the weekend to help us, you know, with the shock and what was going on and to give us a headspace. Now, Leo, he's on one of our podcasts and um, early on, and he's a race walker. And he was at that time deciding should he aim for the Olympics. And um, he was, we was at a restaurant, weren't we, that night? And he said, Michelle, you know, what do you want to do? This is about you now. What do you want to do with your life? Now, at this point, I weren't running. I weren't, you know, I was just prepared to be a mum or dealing with everything, you know, afterwards. And I said, um, I want to run a marathon. And believe me, that was the first time. It just came out. And I even shocked myself saying that. And again, this is because of my dad. I remember seeing my dad run and it just came out. So after Seville, we did a weekend in Seville. Didn't know, straight away when we come back, three times a week, I would run 2.5 miles. Now, when I say run, I mean walk, run, okay? And it took me about three weeks till I could comfortably run that 2.5 miles, you know? And, um, and then straight away, I was like, okay, I'm gonna book myself a half marathon. I'm gonna give myself a target because this is really helping me mentally. And um, I, my friend, my best friend, you know, still a good friend of mine, best friend, her son um, is autistic. And back then, being honest, autism is not as big back then as it is now. The awareness of it, it wasn't. I knew nothing about it back then, you know. And this, we're talking 10, year, 10, 11 years ago. And um, so I thought, right, I'm going to raise money for the autistic, UK Autistic Society, National Autistic Society, and help raise awareness and give me better understanding. And my best friend loved it. She, she felt like... She was getting support, you know, even though I couldn't understand, I couldn't say the right words, that I was supporting in my own way, raising awareness. And realizing what I was doing for her, just through running, I did that half marathon. She came and supported with her kids since she and her husband. And just seeing that and seeing them at the end, thinking, I'm not just running for me now, I'm running for other people. And it's making a massive difference. 
And then next thing I know, I, I applied for the London Marathon, didn't get in. So Leo said to me, come and do Seville. It makes sense, come and do the Seville Marathon. So I did, I booked the Seville Marathon the following year, didn't I? And Leo followed me every step, you know, and you know, I love that guy because he's changed my life and that weekend. And um, from then I've raised thousands of pounds for different charities and um, running has completely changed my life. Um, sorry, Denny, I'll take over a bit because I oh, can't. Right. <laughs> but from realizing what it did, um, I then um, got involved with Park Run since then. I'm now a run director of Northampton UK Park Run. Uh, I'm, I love it. I'm very much about diversity. So because our park run is very um, friendly in the sense that we can have wheelchair users, those that are visibly impaired, uh, it's safe for them to run. We have deaf runners as well as many autistic runners. You know, we just, we make our park run uh, accessible for all. I'm also ambassador for 5K Your Way. So the last Saturday of every month of Park Run, we encourage those with cancer or those supporting those with cancer to come along and we will walk or run with you. There's four of us, Nikki, Alan, Helen and myself that are involved with that. So, um, yeah, then I set up Step Forward Lewis. That's been going for about five years, but... I had an office job, and don't get me wrong, it was a great job. I got to travel the world with it, and, you know, it made life comfortable for us. Um, but I was never happy. I was never fulfilled, and running fulfilled that gap. So I, that's why, in my spare time, I got heavily involved with Park Run. I did a lot of work outside Park Run to make Park Run more diverse, R1. And um, I was, when I was RD, we always had fancy dress events, you know, my, our loft is filled with fancy dress costumes, and um, yeah, and he, he's like, the money, the money she spent, <laughs> he's staying quiet at this point, <laughs> uh, uh, and um, yeah, it's, uh, I've lost my train of thought, but yeah, it was... Well, um... Just to finish it off fairly quickly, I think what ultimately happened was Michelle was was made redundant during the pandemic, exactly. like so many other people, and so the the running club then became uh, her business. So, I mean, much like I know you do, she became a, a running coach, uh, and she's also got various other fitness qualifications. There's all sorts of classes from boxercise to um, uh, to, to, to training older people in balance and stuff like that, but the, the running is still quite integral to it all. So it's, it's become from um, something which helps us out of the the, the, the depths, if you like, of a, um, of, of a, of a problem um, to something that's just completely taken over and changed our lives. Yeah, so sorry, we've missed the step. Step Forward Lewis was set up as a voluntary running group. So on Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday nights, I would give half an hour of my time. and. What I realised with park runners, those that are party at the back, because there's no such thing as a slow runner, um, were feeling they weren't getting the support to help them become the non-party at the back group. So Step Forward Lewis was for two and a half years a voluntary group, running group, just to um, invite people 
um, at that level um, to come and do fartlet and heel sessions to build on their stamina and strength. So when I got made redundant, then everyone around me just went, Michelle, you need to go be a fitness instructor, a, a running coach. And that's why I'm, I'm a coach in running fitness, I'm a personal trainer. And um, yeah, and I'm still running when I can and I'm not injured. So running has completely taken over my life in a very positive way, which could have, you know, from a sad story to what it is now, I feel my purpose in life is to help others. Yeah. That's that's fantastic. And, and um Without going too far into it, because it doesn't really matter my my side of it, but but I do understand the infertility thing. My wife and I were were in that position for for five years, and then we're the we're the annoying couple that you know just stop trying, and all of a sudden you get pregnant. So you know it's it's, um, but but I do know how difficult that can be, and so I I I, I, I can empathize, and and um, just I'm so sorry that it it turned out your story the way it did. But you know as far as the having the family, but of course you know you you've come you know, it's what got you to where we are today. So it, it, it is, it is that, that side of, or it is, I don't want to say it is what it is. Cause it sounds dismissive, but it's, it's just part of your life and it's part of your journey. And, and that's where we You've are. You've got to make the best of a situation. You know, I could be that woman that could be crying going, Oh, I haven't got kids, but you know, like I said, the running, the fitness side has, I've helped so many people and still continue to help so many people. Um, we've rescued animals to craze annoyance, cats and dog and <laughs> which are all things maybe because they've been rescue animals especially our dog we wouldn't have been able to do if we had kids right. so um you know we other opportunities have come our way that's made us fulfilled you know of course so craig back to back to your story a little bit you know um, i kind of i think i heard in there if i if i remember correctly that um you were running the milton Keynes marathon before before michelle was really you know keen to to go that far where, where did you get started in the sport? Was that was that kind of your first foray, or you, had you been running for a while before that? Uh, so I kind of I kind of always been running. I um, I was okay at school. I'm, I I kind of tell the story where I, I wasn't that into it, but I did it for fitness to play to play other sports, um, uh, football, cricket, that sort of thing. And and I uh, I kind of half deliberately managed to come 16th in the school cost country for three years in a row. And the, re the reason why I came 16th was the top 15th went, put, went on to like, uh, run, run in county competitions. And there was no way I wanted to do that. So, so I managed to manufacture finishing 16th. And I just kind of throughout university work, running was something I'd, I'd do 10K, normally not anymore, or either a treadmill at the gym just to, just to keep a bit of fitness up or um, uh, in the evening for, for the same reason. Um, uh, and, and then I sort of thought, um, well, do you know what, I'm, I, I might as well, I'd always sort of, it's one of those bucket list things, isn't it, running a marathon? So I thought, much like everybody else, I thought I'll do that. But I, I couldn't be bothered with the whole either raising money for London or, or, or trying to go through the ballot at that point. So um, Milton Keynes was our, our local marathon at the time, and it was the first one. So I entered to do that, trained up to do that. Uh, made all the mistakes that every first-time marathon person does, which included, you know, the kind of, well, I can run a half marathon in uh, just under two hours, so I can uh, run a full one in uh, 3.50 or something, which was the stupidest thing I'd ever <laughs> thought of, really. Um, I don't think I trained particularly well of it. Michelle had to come and pick me up on one seventeen-mile run where I was basically just lying by the side of the road going, what am I doing? I never used gels. I barely took water. It, it was awful. I did everything wrong. Uh, on the day, it was um, 
it rained like I've never seen rain before. Fuck it down. One of our friends who is a proper runner, he's done the comrades and stuff, he, he weighed his running kit afterwards and it weighed an extra, I think it weighed an extra three or four kilos. Wow. Which is how heavy it was. And I sort of slogged my way around, having only decided to do it in the morning in, in, in just um, uh, in just under five hours. But I got around and at that point that was kind of probably um, enough, yeah. enough for me. And I went back to just doing the... Um, you know, the gentle 10 days every now and again to keep myself fit. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, I have gone on and done another, I did Edinburgh Marathon as well. We did that together, Edinburgh. Yeah, she made me do another one. And that's where we're competitive, because he did a much better time because he was determined to stay next to me, and that was good for me because I was determined to make sure the gap wasn't as wide. So that was a very competitive uh, marathon. Yeah. <laughs> Works well. Good team Teamwork makes the dream work in that type of situation. Does yes, and Edinburgh is beautiful. Highly recommend it. Yes, Edinburgh's great. And then I've sort of like because she's part run run director. I've I've headed on and done lots of part runs and stuff like that. Um, got into that, uh, done various runs through 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 the group, taking it various levels of seriousness, but but never that much until actually. Um, You're a run leader as well now. Oh yeah, I did get qualified as a run leader. So that was taking, it, taking it serious. That's that's a level of seriousness, right? Yeah. Now. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then, but I, I, I did. I, I mean, I mentioned this when we when we chatted before for uh, for for our, our podcast for Running Tales that I just used to get injured all the time because every run I had to run as fast as I possibly could. And um, yeah, I ended up getting injured all the time as a, a result. Nothing major, but every three months, little ankle niggle, something around the knees, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and I just decided to be a bit more be a bit more serious about it and try and do a thousand miles over the year last year. Uh, and the way I did that was I just started running a lot, a lot more slowly, uh, just enjoying the running a lot more. And, and as it, as it happens, I didn't pick up any of those injuries. Uh, I went on throughout the year. My pace got much, much better. So I cut down my half marathon. I did two half marathons towards the end of the year, which by the way, I completed the 1000 miles by October without picking up a single injury. And then I knocked, I, I knocked my half marathon times down from just under two hours to 143. Um, and that was, it, you know, just from actually from not trying to run fast. Um, it's a funny thing to get your head around, but um, yeah, you, you, you run a bit slower and actually your body gets used to it and then goes, do you know what, I'll, I'll, I'm going to run faster without you, without you even realising it. But be on that you should say because you did that thousand miles because we've gone through the pandemic and then coming out of the pandemic your mental health you found running really helped you mentally yeah yeah i mean that wasn't originally i did it kind of just as a thing to do and for charity but um the pandemic hit um not long after i started i think didn't it and and so yeah it did end up almost the, the right time to be trying to do it, especially, you know, suddenly working from home, you have a lot more, a lot more time in the evenings and during the day to, to pop out and, and do a run. And I was running almost every day. And it did help to get through that period where, you know, you weren't seeing anyone apart from those horrendous Zoom quizzes that suddenly became the most fashionable thing in the world to do. I'd like to say we did a Zoom quiz. Yeah, we had to do one, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and so, yeah, so it, it was great to be able to go and do that and just do something that was a bit something that was normal during the most abnormal time any of us are probably ever going to go through. 
Yeah. Well, I, and that was, you know, everybody, it felt like everybody that, that was a runner before the pandemic, it, it totally you know changed, obviously, with races being canceled and, and, and postponed and, and group runs being limited or, or, or canceled for a while as well. It changed a lot of folks' relationship with, with the sport, hopefully somewhat for the better. But some people I know, you know, had a really, really hard time with it. Um, pivot into a little bit more more recently, Craig. I know something that, that you've been, been battling, another little hurdle. Uh, you talk about you know slowing down a little bit and, and avoiding some of the niggles, and that's good. But uh, had a little little heart issue as well. Where where you, what? I know you've been open about it, so we can we can talk about it somewhat. But um, what's what's going on with the ticker? Where do we where do we stand on on coming back from from a little pericarditis? Yeah, so so it's um, it was a funny one actually because in the three weeks beforehand, I, I'd run I think 160 miles. Um, that's far more than I'd ever done before. Uh, was feeling really, really good about my my running, um, and uh, but it wasn't the running that got me. I think it was podcasting because I just done, I just done a podcast, and afterwards I I kind of felt this this pain uh, come across across my chest, uh, across my back, and so on, and it just got worse and worse as the evening progressed. Um, we had the had the paramedics out. Uh, they did a few tests, and they were they were pretty much 100% convinced that I was having a heart attack. Uh, so it was full on, um, uh, and, and I don't know if you've got the phrase blues and twos, but anyway, ambulance, that might be an American phrase in the first place. Um, but anyway, yeah, rushed off to the nearest hospital, straight in the door, straight onto the, uh, table. operating table. And, um, uh, yeah, they, they, they were just about to put a stent in, um, when um, they, they did a so they did this scan. I've never been in pain like it as I'm lying back on this operating table. Uh, and and uh, as he lifts the scan off, he goes, "No, you're fine. It's not a heart attack. We think it's pericarditis." And for those who don't know, which I had no idea beforehand, pericarditis is basically a condition that's generally caused by uh, viruses. So it's become a bit more common because of coronavirus, obviously. Um, but it's been around for a for. for well, forever, I'm sure. Um, and um, yeah, it's basically an inflammation of, of something called the pericardial sac, which is the which holds your heart in place. So my heart is absolutely fine and always has been, um, but due to a virus or whatever else, this this sac had inflamed, and it has exactly the same sort of um, symptoms as a heart attack. Uh, and uh, yeah, so really, really scary. Uh, that that um, that three months on anti-inflammatories doing pretty much nothing, uh, certainly nothing for the first month, and still being in in pain, out of breath, struggling to get up. A month and a half back on track. I got up to well, yesterday I, I went out and did six miles, so nearly back to 10k. Um, and yeah, it's just been very slow, very steady, but but in a, in a weird way, I've probably enjoyed running more than I more than I have ever done before because I think I've realised what I've missed. Try to get out and about into and do a bit of trail running and that sort of thing. Obviously, small distances, but you know, get out in nature and just think. Well, hold on, this is something which I've always sort of enjoyed, but I've always maybe thought of as a bit of a, a bit of a chore at times too. But uh, yeah, really enjoying it now um, and hoping to be able to get up to some of the distances and times or whatever that I was before, um, but with a with a lot more with a lot more fun to it. Yeah, it's it's. You know, like a lot, at least for me, a lot of times in life, there's there's some things that you take for granted and it's easy to see. Like I, I could see myself kind of taking some of my running for granted and then you have it taken away from yourself for, for a while. And especially from something, you know, it's not like you overdid it. You did something foolish, like something totally 
fluky random, but now you can't run for a couple few months. You can't really do much of anything. Um, you get back out there, and it's it's. I could see that being a you know, oh, I real I really missed this, and now I get it back, and I'm not going to take it for granted. Definitely, because there's a couple of moments in there where I, I didn't know what I was going to be able to do again. You know, I thought it was a heart attack, so I'm thinking, am I going to be able to do sport again at all? Am I going to be able to go running? Am I going to be able to do any of the normal things that, that, that we do every day? And I know, obviously, that, you know, lots of people have heart attacks and go on and do all sorts of things. But um, for me, at least, that, that wasn't that, that sensible side of things. wasn't going through my head at the time. It was, Christ, this is it. It's... it's uh, uh, my 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 life as I know it is over. I'm I'm you know for, 44 at the time, 45 now, and I'm, I'm the bloke who's had a, a heart attack at a young age, and I'm gonna I'm gonna struggle. Um, and and then after I had the um, diagnosis of pericarditis, I mean it's the biggest relief in in the world. But even so, um, uh, you you can get something. You can get this as a recurrent thing. Uh, and that, I mean that potentially could still happen now, but it's hopefully more you did unlikely. Have a I, th- I did have a, a, a very small, comparatively second episode where, fortunately, I took a couple of anti-inflammatories and a few paracetamols, and hours later I was fine. But you're worried that you know if I ever run again, uh, is that going to happen? Am I going to have an attack every time I go over a slow walk? So it was a real worry for a long time of what can I do again? And, and I guess that's when you start to think actually, you know. I'm really missing these things, so I kind of obviously must enjoy them, and it, it makes getting back into them that much that much better. Yeah, yeah. Um, a couple things that have come up over the course of the conversation so far, of course, with London and the charity bib there, but I, I feel like I've heard a couple times of running different races for charity, doing some different things to support different causes. Um, and I feel like I noticed on the website that y'all have, have hosted, and I don't know if this was just a pandemic thing or if this happened before the pandemic as well, but hosting some virtual runs and kicking a lot of the, or at least some of the funds, if not a lot of the funds ahead to charity through, through those events as well. Um, tell, tell us a little bit more about some of the virtual runs and virtual races that you've done. So, um, like I said, all, since I've been running, I've always been raising money for charity and that. And when Step Forward with Lewis became a business um, in, you know, during the pandemic, um, I always wanted Step Forward Lewis to give back. Um, you know, because running has done so much to me, so I want to continue being able to help others. And um, so, at the time, virtual medals was a way of getting people out. Now, with Step Forward with Lewis, I, I sometimes regret calling it Step Forward because I do have wheelchair users um in the come and i'm very big champion of trying to support wheelchair users because there isn't enough races in the uk for them and um i don't feel there's enough support you know for them um it's getting better but there's still a lot long way to go for wheelchair users and um yeah i I wanted to do something that they could be involved with as well if they choose to, you know, want to do something. So during the pandemic, it was more a case of, okay, get you guys out and girls out, but also um, raise money for local causes because that's all we were hearing on the news, you know, local news, local charities that were being affected, whether cancer, whether heart conditions, whether it was animals or babies, you know, 
it, all that sort of stuff. So each month I'd pick a charity and then do a medal and, you know, donations would go to them. And the, the response of those that taking part, they felt good themselves as well because they were giving, but also doing something on their own health that otherwise they wouldn't do. They had a purpose to go out. Um, recently, I've not been doing it as much, but um, one of the local charities that I've always raised money for each year is the Lewis Foundation, which is fairly new in its charity as and, well. And we should say that's... that's a, Nothing a, to do with us. A, a, a different Lewis, not us. <laughs> yeah, it's not from our family, but Lorraine and Lee from the Lewis Foundation, um, they, um, they um, get bags and um, give them out in hospital to those going through chemo, chemo or experiencing, uh, you know, going through cancer. They give them these little gift bags to help them um, in hospitals. And um, next month, we're with the, a local pub in Tiffield, the George, our friend zone, we're going to do a big cake sale and hopefully raise a couple of hundred pounds. And money will go to that charity. And then what the charity is going to do with the money is they make Christmas hampers. And then people can donate public who they want that's currently suffering with cancer to receive a surprise hamper. Um, so last year, Talking about uh, kind of a different way of giving back, and, and let's let's talk about the podcast a little bit. You know, it's it's um, certainly something that that uh, I, I don't know. I know sometimes I don't I, I lose sight of maybe the like what what me flapping my yap into the microphone and putting the, the interviews and the the content out there in the universe. What that might do for some folks that that maybe don't have a running community locally, or they're learning, or, or whatever the case might be. So I. I, I think sometimes I don't realize that it is a, a form of giving back. But um, where did where did uh, the impetus for Running Tales come from? What, what was what was the the reason to start the podcast for y'all? Well, Stepford Lewis, how that started was for those people party at the back, you know, and um, the park runners hearing their stories, and it was actually Craig that came up with the podcast idea let's get their stories out there so that is the whole point of getting people that you don't usually hear about everyone has a story all of us we all have it and that story changes over time um you know mine obviously started because we couldn't have kids currently at the moment i'm running more because i'm going through menopause so you know the story is always changing and we need to you know it's good for others to hear these and to relate to these, you know, to each other. And, um, you know, especially at the moment with the menopause, and, you know, especially in the UK, we're trying to get it more out there. I don't know about the USA. Um, and, yeah, but in the past year, because my business has been getting busy, um, Craig has had more of an active role um, in taking over. So it's been half and half 
at the moment. Yeah, and then and when uh, when we started, I was working at the um, I was working at the BBC at the time. Uh, I've always kind of been a journalist, uh, which means I wasn't really allowed to go off and do side projects like podcasts and so on. So I could help Michelle and give her advice and um, hopefully provide some sort of expertise on that. But I wasn't really able to be the the the, the, the voice but uh, I left uh, seven months ago and so since then I was able to take more of a, a, a role behind the microphone as, as it were and it's kind of coincided with Michelle deciding she wanted to Have take a bit, of a, a, break. a bit of a step back but um, uh, what I found is the, the, the evolution of it has been quite quite cool really because we started off really just chatting to chatting to our mates at Park Run and so on and some of them had fantastic stories from uh, you know uh, issues with with mental health that they've over, overcome to Using part run to, to 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 lower their weight and get get fitter uh, to to um, to some who've been masters athletes and, and all sorts of Olympians that. as well actors. Well, yeah, well. that's what I was going to say. What we've done is we've then moved on. Suddenly, we found ourselves, or Michelle found herself, interviewing uh, Liz Yelling, who won a bronze medal at the Melbourne Olympics in uh, in Australia, and um, uh, an actor from Emmerdale, and 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 then even even more than that, just people with just the most ridiculously unbelievable stories of um, of either running skill or overcoming things. Uh, I, I remember particularly one, and you're going to have to help me with the chap's name, but uh, he, he was a, a he, he was an absolute star athlete at a university in America, uh, and then he became a full blown alcoholic for a, a oh, Josh, large number Josh. of years. And uh, yeah, Jeff Jeff Case, I think, or Jeff Casso was his name, but. But uh, anyway, um, he, he, he kind of lost his entire life in that period. And then he just decided that he was going to, I can't remember the exact order that it happened, whether he, uh, whether he decided to start drinking and then started running or whether it worked the other way around. But in any case, he, he now is just doing these phenomenal times. And he just went out and did, uh, it may even have been an ultra, I think. And yeah. he did an ultra because he fancied doing a, a longer run and he won it. Yeah, <laughs> what crazy. are you doing? That's crazy. ridiculous. He didn't even think he was going to be able to And he's on your side of the pond, not our side. Yeah. He's your side of the pond. We're, we so are just, crazy over here. Is that sounding <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we, we just found all of these stories and everybody was really happy to sort of come and Share. talk to us because, um, again, as I think we were talking about the other day, um, you know, it's, it's half an hour or an hour of being able to talk about running without boring our families and friends to death so uh, it's, it's great to be able to do that and just get out there find those stories and um, yeah enjoy talking about running and they're, they're just amazing each podcast you'll find you know yourself Danny everyone's different you know no one's got the same story um, so it's just fascinating getting it out there isn't it yeah it, it really is and, and um, I, I think it's hard to it's hard to remember but I, I feel like in my in my early days, I would maybe have in the back of my mind, what am I going to do when I run out of people to talk to? Um, and I think at this point, I've decided that I'm not, I don't I don't have to worry about running out of runners to talk to. Like like there's there's uh, assuming that that you know we just continue to run as as a species, which I think you know there's there's a subset that that will continue to happen um, as long as I want to keep doing this and having those conversations. Runners like talking about running, and runners like to hear other people talk about running. So. Um, yeah, and and yeah, the, even even when you think the story might be the same, even when you when sometimes you look at at uh, maybe the the stats or the you know the, you're comparing the the comparables and you're like, oh these these two might be pretty similar, this might be pretty similar to to so and so that I interviewed before, or I talked to before, and then you get to it and 
No, it's so everything's so unique, um, and I just love it. And it sounds like y'all are really enjoying it as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, hang on, who enjoys running? No, sorry, you got the wrong impression there. No one enjoys running. Podcasting, no. Podcasting, yes. Running, no. No one loves running. <laughs> No, we, de- we, we definitely love doing, doing, doing a podcast. It is that thing of um, sometimes you think at the start of the week, oh, who have I got this week? And two days later, you'll have someone and it'll be, the, again, the most unbelievable story. Um, and, and sometimes you find um, you find runners uh, who, who you think, oh, well, this guy's just going to talk about how fast he is this week. And, and, that, and that's kind of fine. But even, even when we've, we've done that with a, with a chap called Michael Aldridge, who's a, a local runner around here, he's a master's athlete, uh, he ended up sort of getting in touch with us not so long later saying he wanted to do a, a, a follow-up because he, he actually had a, uh, a heart scare and a heart worry and had, had to not run for a year and then and then had come back and he's doing sort of great times again so he was like can I come back on and tell everyone where I am now and we're like yeah of course you can so you know it, it, it's like the evolution of these of, of these people's stories sometimes as well and, and moving things on and also you're always learning something new so something I would like to stress on on your podcast is with the runners is um, like I said I'm very much about diversity if you're in a race and you have wheelchair users in a race please please do not push the wheelchair user um, you do not realize how undermining you are um, when you do that they're there for the same reason as you to get to the finish line unless a wheelchair use racer asks you to push them do not just assume and push them also, many a times we will want to take over people because suddenly we have a, you know, a bit of energy and we want to overtake. Again, do not assume that the person in front of you can hear you. They could be hard of hearing or actually deaf. Okay, not everyone wears a sign saying, you know, I'm disabled or, you know, this and that. So there's just two things I would like to share on your podcast, if that's okay, with your listeners. Yeah, of course. Good good things to keep in mind. And, and um, I think it's easy to think, and maybe I've, I've been guilty of this myself, if I'm, if I'm honest, of like, oh, I'm just, I'm helping this person out. Or, or you know, you think you're doing the quote unquote right thing. Um, but if you've never thought about it from that perspective, like I wouldn't want somebody just to, for lack of a better way to say it, to pick me up and carry me or to, to, to drag me along or something like that while they're thinking they're helping well, me out. Too, I thought it might be a good idea. But yeah. <laughs> Unless you the finish line and you passed out. But no, no, I just want to stress that more and more because um, especially at park runs and um, recently in races, the wheelchair users that I'm you know, friends with and I support, they experience this quite a bit. So I'm trying to get the message out there. Please let these people achieve their goals in their own way. You, you do yours, let them do theirs. Only if they ask for help, then um, you know, get involved. Just support, you know, give them a clap, cheer like you would your fellow runner. I love it. I love it. That's, that's a great, great point. Um, as, we're, as we're wrapping up, final, final question. I, I call it the philosophical question. It's kind of like the introductory question. Fairly open-ended. You can take it whichever way. And, and obviously, I'll throw it out to the same question to both of you. And you can, you can each uh, have, have a minute or two or, or three or five or ten or however long it takes to get through it. Um, but, uh, you know, at this point, you know, we've talked about, you know, kind of changes of life and different, different stages. And, and, you know, things continue to evolve. The story continues to change. Um, but at this point today, you know, late October, early November, when people listen to this, 2022, 
Why, why is running still an important part of your life? Why, why do y'all, you know, Craig, why do you enjoy getting out there? Michelle, why do you still enjoy getting out there? Why is, why is running something that's important for both of you at this point? Yeah, as, as I kind of said earlier, it's, 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 it's almost taken on more important. There's still that basic idea of, of keeping fit, healthy and so on there, but we're just enjoying it a lot more. And if I'm honest, my, my thoughts and my goals, although I haven't revealed them to that many people, are so much more than they, they used to be. It, it might have been like, oh, one day I might try and run a faster marathon. One day I might run a bit longer and then I wouldn't do much. But but now I'm almost thinking like, yeah, okay, I'm going to do, um, I'm, I'm booking races. I've, I've got an idea to do um, at least 10K and maybe I'll do it at a half an event I've got coming up. It's a, it's a lapped event, so you can kind of stop whenever you like. Um, and uh, I've just booked into another race today, which is a 30K, and I'm just thinking I'd, I'd really like to get out there and maybe push myself a little bit more in terms of just how almost how far can I go and how what sort of interesting and exciting runs I can do. Because I think, you know, doing running tales, I find so many people who are incredibly inspirational in there. And I look at, some, look at some of the places they've been, let alone what they've achieved, and I'm like, you know what, I quite fancy having a bit of a crack at that. So now, whereas I'd be like, oh, you know, I might do the odd half every now and again. Like I said at the start, the half is the, the favourite distance. I, I now sort of think in my head, well, do you know what? Maybe I, I, I'm not ruling out things like doing an ultra or, or that. And I'm also thinking now, I don't care if I do, if I do it in, uh, in, in 10, 12 hours and I'm the person who comes last. That, that would have kind of bothered me before because I always like to win. Not that any any of us in this with Elliot Kipchoge wins that many races, but you know what I mean. I always wanted to be up there beating my PBs, and now I think if I'm, I'm quite happy to have a run through somewhere nice and picturesque and really enjoy myself for a little while, perhaps chatting with a friend, uh, and that would be that for me is where I'm looking at now. And I think that that would be yeah, that's that's sort of my running goals, if you like. It's 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 a bit um, I guess it's a bit cloudy in. Uh, um, actual figures and ideas, but um, it's uh, it's a bit more of a goal than I've ever had before. So. Okay, for me, um, yes, when I started, it was more about finding myself, and I feel that I have found myself. Now in October 2022, uh, going through the menopause and, you know, starting HRT, I'm finding that my body is challenging me a lot more. And so, um, being honest with you, um, going out and doing a mile or two miles, I is it makes me happy the fact that my body is letting me go out um, because there are some days where I'm like mentally I, I, I can't even face physically go out because I'm so tired whether that's the drugs or you know my body itself so uh, running has a bit more meaning in that way um, yes I've got London Marathon in April um, but um, since the COVID uh, pandemic you know, my running reasons have changed a lot. Um, so I'm just grateful, like tomorrow we're doing a tourist park run. We're going to Fairy Meadows because um, it's wheelchair friendly. So I can go with my wheelchair friends. And my goal is to wake up tomorrow and feel like, yes, my body is good enough that I can run 5K and I'll be just as ecstatic as crossing any race line if when I if I'm able to run, walk um, tomorrow's park run. So for me, it's each day, um, not so much long-term 
goals, being honest. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and, and sorry, to interrupt, sorry to interrupt, I was just going to say that the one thing we've, we've both, I guess, spoken about ourselves and our goals there, but those goals would also extend to trying to help other people to do um, their aims and their goals. We've had a friend of ours who could uh, sort of barely run around the block um, 18 months ago. He's just finished his first ultra. He's run further than me now, which he uh, he, he will be happy to um, make a big joke out of every time we speak. But seeing him complete that was, was just fantastic. And yeah, that's a big goal and a big thing for us as well. It's not really always about us, us and oh, I've done this and I've done that. It's, it's what can we do as as part of our running community. So, yeah. yeah, so like where I say, like my body, you know, whether um, it will allow me to run um, my mind or my body itself, in my mind, I will always support others and I get better enjoyment and satisfaction um, helping others achieve their goals when I feel like at the moment my own goals are a bit of a challenge. So I'm more of a day each day. <laughs> Well, that's and that's the beauty of, of being a coach. It's the beauty of uh, of having a podcast. You're you're connected to these other other folks, and you you care about them, and you love to see them succeed. And and I know I feel the same way sometimes, where it's like I still have my goals, I still have the things I want to achieve for myself as a runner, but boy, I'm I'm more excited about my friends and their successes um, than I am about mine anymore. And and it's 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 a different perspective. Maybe it comes a little bit with age, but uh, it's it's a it's a fun perspective for sure. So. Um, Y'all, if you enjoyed today's conversation and want to check out more of of what Craig and Michelle have going on and and continue to kind of see their journey unfold, um, again, it's kind of more Michelle's business side of website, but you can check it out, stepforwardwithlewis.com, and you can connect with Michelle on the Instagrams at stepforwardwithlewis, on the Twitters at sfwl underscore fitness, and if you want to connect with Craig as well and follow along with him, um, same handle on both places, like I said at the beginning, Instagram and Twitter both are at Craig underscore Lewis 77. The podcast, once again, is Running Tales. And uh, if you're listening to this episode, the day it comes out, little little birdie told me that I'll be on Running Tales tomorrow. Um, and if you're not listening to this on the day it comes out, well, you can find me on Running Tales um, at any old time because it'll already have been there because of the magic of technology and time travel and all the things that we've got going on. Uh, but one, one way or the other, give Running Tales a listen. Hit the subscribe button on there on your podcast app. Dizruns.com slash 1098 is the uh, link for today's episode all the links as per usual. So Craig and Michelle, thanks so much for uh, giving some of your time this morning. It's been a pleasure chatting with y'all um, and, and certainly looking forward to, to staying in touch, seeing how, how things go, continuing to listen to your podcast as, as you continue to, to share those stories and get those out there um, with, with you know the folks that you know and the folks that you, you meet. And, and just like we said earlier, sharing stories because everybody's story is unique. So thanks so much for the time to, this morning and uh, certainly wish y'all nothing but the best going forward. Thank you, Danny. Thanks a lot. Cheers. All right, y'all. Thanks for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation with Craig and Michelle and myself. Sometimes a little awkward with a third person, but I think we made it through all right today. Uh, One way or the other, hope you enjoyed the conversation. And as per usual, be curious to know what your takeaway was from today's episode. Something Craig said, something Michelle said. Certainly wasn't something I said. I try to stay out of these things as much as possible. Although y'all know, y'all know I start flapping off at the yap. So sometimes I can't help myself, but Craig said some great things today. Michelle said some great things today. So what stood out to you from today's episode? What was your uh, takeaway du jour? Du jour. For me, probably no surprise. It uh, it came from Craig. He was talking about, you know, kind of avoiding some injury issues, getting back into running, and really embracing slowing down the benefits of running easy. 
And, uh, you know, if you've been around for a while, you've heard me prattle on about heart rate training, slowing down, run slow, get faster, all those, all those types of things. And it was good to, it's good to hear another person say it, I think. But the, the reason there's a takeaway for me today is, is I think sometimes I'm a little bit guilty of focusing too much on heart rate and getting the, the heart rate strap, um, you know, and having your set zones and never going above and blah, 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 blah. And like, I think there's value in that. It's working like a charm for me. Like, I think it's, I think that's a good valid way of training, but I think sometimes I, I maybe don't talk about as much as I could, maybe as much as I should about not worrying as much about the heart rate, but just, just kind of listening to your body, you know, just kind of slowing down. And, and I don't know if Craig got into heart rate training or not. I mean, he didn't really discuss it. I didn't really ask about it. But just just the benefits of slowing down, and and I think that's the the reason that's my takeaway today is because I think sometimes certainly myself maybe we you know you, you can be the judge of that for yourself, but for myself whether it's heart rate training or other things it's it's easy to sometimes get caught up in too many details worrying about too many specifics got to make this sure make sure this is right that's right obviously with the, comes to heart rate training make sure you got the heart rate in the right place blah 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 when sometimes. Again, that's not that it's a bad thing, but sometimes you just just go for the main main idea, right? Go for running, slowing down, running easier, taking a little bit less wear and tear off the body, giving yourself a little bit of chance to to slow down, smell the roses, enjoy your run, you know. And and that can that can translate into a lot of different things. It could be diet related, it could be other workout related, cross training, sleep, like whatever, you know. Not worrying about all the exact details sometimes, but just kind of focusing on the bigger picture and doing the right things without getting bogged down. You know, am I getting enough sleep? Well, do I wake up tired or not? You know, does it matter as much if it's eight hours or eight hours and 30 minutes or seven and a half hours? Like how well rested do I feel in the morning? You know, just just sometimes in, in this world of all the data, all the wearables, all the wearable technologies, you know, my, my aura ring and my heart rate strap and my smartwatch and all the things. Maybe sometimes just just general information, not the specifics, not the, the deep cuts of data, might be as valuable, as as worthwhile. Maybe you could make an argument more more so. So I don't know where I'm going with this other than, you know, just sometimes for me, getting a little bit less worried about the specifics, a little bit less worried about every exact detail, and just focusing on the main idea, slowing down, running easier. That's a good thing. Getting to bed earlier, falling asleep on time. Maybe maybe it's a good thing. Focusing on cross training, strength training, and not worrying about every exact detail. Just doing doing the right things in general. Doing the right things with the business. Doing the right things with the family. I don't know. Somewhere in there is my takeaway. I'm not convinced that I'm uh, explaining it well, but I've tried a few times. This might be the best I've got. So apologies if that makes zero sense at all. But the beauty of the takeaways is that all it has to do is make sense to me. And it does make sense to me. Hopefully it makes sense to you. But hopefully your takeaway from today makes sense to you. And if you're willing to try to share it probably more eloquently than I've shared mine today, I'd love to hear it. Feel free to drop me a note on Twitter, on Instagram. I'm at DizRuns both places. You can also shoot me an email, DizRuns at gmail.com. And of course, you can head over to the show notes for today. DizRuns.com slash 1098. We'll have some photos of Craig and Michelle. We'll have uh, some links from today. Uh, and of course, we'll have that comment section down at the bottom of the page. Feel free to fill it up. I don't think there's a limit. Maybe there is, but you can. I don't think anybody's ever gotten to the limit. So feel free to 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 expound, explain yourself, and again, rest assured, it'll be more eloquent than anything I've said in this in this 
monologue of nonsense. Y'all still listen to this stuff sometimes? Y'all crazy. Love y'all. Anyway, that was my takeaway for the day. What about you? If you're willing to share it, I'd love to hear it. And uh, one last call for Head Sweats, the uh, affiliate partner today. Dizruns.com slash Head Sweats is the affiliate link. Again, no extra cost to you, but a small percentage coming my way from any purchase that you make. So uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Certainly, you know, not getting rich off of these affiliate links, but hey, it helps keep the lights on. Every little bit helps, and your support is certainly appreciated. And support yourself by getting yourself some good head, head, head gear, headwear. Yes, yes to both. Winter gear, warmer weather gear, depending on where you live, depending on what is your preference. If it's a, he- if it's a hat item, a head item, Head Sweats has got you covered. And uh, a little bit on, on the shirts side as well. Well, they're, they're getting out of some of it's. I think they're getting out of some of the, the tights and shorts and things like that. Although they've got some, some items on clearance. Might be worth a peek. Anyway, anything you get in your cart, disruns.com slash head sweats throws a couple of shekels back my way. And I appreciate the support. And uh, if slash win, I get another discount link. I'll be sure to share that with you. But for right now, sorry. But I don't have it. I don't have a code. I don't have a code. Someday soon, hopefully. Anyway, let's go ahead and wrap this one up, y'all. Thanks for the time. Thanks for the attention. Thanks for taking Craig, Michelle, and I with you today. Whatever adventure we were on, running, life, or otherwise. Y'all, appreciate the time. Appreciate the attention. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks again for listening. Take care. Talk soon. That's not the normal outro, but we're going to roll with it. Later, y'all.